Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT as well as the act frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out. Pick up those dirty gym socks. Put your lip gloss on and let's do this. Hey, friend. I'm your BFF, Heather, and I want to welcome you back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Have you ever thought about what it means to be the hands and feet of Christ? I think some people think it means you have to devote your entire life to serving maybe in the orphanages of Africa or giving up your on your own dreams to be present only for others, constantly self-sacrificing, but friends, it can mean so much more. You don't have to live an extreme existence to be the light and shine for him. In fact, in Matthew 5, 16, it says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. It doesn't say anything about how large your light needs to be, how small it needs to be, how loud, how quiet. It just says, let your light shine before men. And I believe that your light is whatever gifts that God has given you. He's given you these unique talents and these unique gifts, and he wants you to use those to point others to him. Those are your light. Those gifts are your light. Our friend Cindy Bell, an author of children's book, I Love You, a Fiorella, has found a way to brighten the world around her using her unique gifts, and I'm happy to tell you that she is here with us today. Grab something to drink and a comfortable place to relax or put your earbuds in and let's take a walk together. Here we go. Hey friends, today we are with children's author, Cindy Bell. She is from Mississippi and you are just going to love her. So we're going to go now and let's dive right in. Cindy Bell, I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. This is so much fun, and we've talked about this, I know, for a few weeks, so I'm happy to have it happen. We want to know all about you, Cindy, and your sweet family. Thank you. Well, I am, um, I have a degree in education, um, but I only taught for a little while, and I've got three boys, so um, once I had my second baby, I was able to stay home, so I've been a stay-at-home mom ever since. Um, and now they are 26, 22, and 16. Um, but I've also always had the desire to write a children's book ever since I was in college. Um, and, you know, I would sit down and try to make it happen and 
nothing, whatever. I just never knew what to write about. And um, so, you know, years later, um, I finally felt like um, I had a story and I really, really, truly believe that God put that story on my heart and it just happened so easily once it came. You know, I felt like he gave the beginning, middle end to me and I ran home and, you know, wrote everything down. And um, once that process started, of course, it took, you know, it was a two year process, but um, but that's that's what I truly believe. So. Okay, so you are the author of I Love You, Fiorella, Flaws and All. And I love the title of your book. Thank you. The cutest Thank title. You. And the name, this is about a puppy and her mother. Correct. That's right. That's right. And so, so how, how did you come up with this title, Flaws and All? What? Okay. Yeah. So um, my mother is Italian, of course, she, but she grew up in Louisiana and her name is Rose. Um, and so the story is really, it's about shelter dogs, but if you dig a little deeper, you will see, especially grownups will see that it's about rejection and redemption, which can happen to children or, you know, anybody really, um, through, you know, divorce, which was my story, um, through adoption and, um, foster care and just you know any other kind of way that people might feel rejected um so when I was coming up with the story I knew with like I said I had beginning middle end I knew the end of the story was going to end with a, a gardener adopting the puppies and so with my mom's name being Rose I started digging for cute little names for the daughter for the daughter dogs and um I, you know, went with the typical Daisy and all this, and I just did a lot of research with what names meant, and that meant a lot to me, too, throughout the book, and so when I found Fiorella, and that it was Italian, and my mom being Italian, and what, you know, that it means little flower, I just had to go with it, and I felt like it was a cute little catchy name that not really familiar, but I hope that when you hear it, you don't forget it, you know, and so the I love you, Fiorella, flaws and all is, you know, we all have flaws. Nobody's perfect. And it's basically about not only the mother loving her the way she was, but also the person that adopted them. So that's where the title came from. Love that. And Fiorella, I wonder how many children, little girls will be named Fiorella after this book. <laughs> well, I hope so. That would be awesome. And funny story. Um, I, I had an order um, a, a couple months ago, and it was a per, it was a, somebody that lives here in Madison. I didn't know them personally, but they bought the book and had it shipped to their friend in Alabama, and her name was Fiorella. Oh, wow. And I, was like, so I wrote her a special note, and um, she, I asked her to, she didn't mind to please take pictures with her and her, she teaches like preschool, and um she, she did that. I haven't posted it yet, but it'll be a post soon. But I just thought, how awesome is this? And she was very excited to get a book, you know, with that name because it's not, it's not common. So she no. did it. So that was cool. That is so neat. That's so yeah. neat. Okay. I have to ask you this because for me, I get my ideas and I think this is kind of comp 
common. I'm learning. I get my ideas when I'm in the shower. That's when I'm really quiet. Like that's when I, I usually pray while the water heats up and then I get in the yeah, shower yeah. and then I have these, you know, get these ideas, which are not always great ideas. Right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah. But I get these ideas when I'm in the shower. So where you said that you were somewhere and you came home and wrote the book, like where, yeah. what was going on when this all came to you? I, I, I do a lot of walking for exercise. And that's where nine out of 10 times I get my ideas is when I'm walking and I'm very music motivated. So I'm always listening to music, um, which, you know, sparks creativity. So I, I was walking and um, that's one other time I was driving, but normally it's when I'm walking. Yeah. And I okay. do my praying then and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anytime you create something like this, you're creating an experience mm -hmm. for someone. And so this is truly an experience for a child, but I think that it can be an experience for a parent as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I know reading books for me, children's books, I, I really needed to go through some program at one point because I was buying so many children's <laughs> yeah. books, Cindy. Yes, I, mean, I love well, them. I, I love them. And when we moved to Tennessee, we rented an extra U-Haul that was full of my books. Is that oh, not wow. ridiculous? Well, I get it. <laughs> ridiculous. It's embarrassing since I have donated many, many to the library, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. So anyway, back to the experience that you've created, which I appreciate what you've done because authors like you have, have created unbelievable experiences for me with my children what did you visualize because I know a lot of times when I'm putting something together like right now I'm working on an experience for women so yeah. you visualize the process and mm -hmm. did you ever sit and visualize a parent reading to the child and what did you visualize like what what type experience did you think about well um I just know that when I wrote the story, with it being my story, basically, it was close to my heart, and I just really would, I wanted to help other children and even other grown-ups. I had several women that read it and told me they cried, you know, and I've even gone to school readings and <clears throat> teachers, teachers leave the room. It wasn't that I necessarily wanted to upset anybody. But I definitely want it, I want the story to touch people's hearts and it to really resonate with them. And then I really want even grownups and children to realize how unconditionally loved they are and how special they are and how that we do not have to change who we are. We should be our best self, but that we should um, accept who we are and who God, you know, who God made us to be and not to compare ourselves to other people. Um, I know that I struggled with that, I still do, you know, with my daddy leaving when I was 10 and I really didn't have a relationship with him after that. I always felt like, what's wrong with me? You know, why mm -hmm. doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he want me? And I, I know I'm not the only person that goes through that. No, you are not. <laughs> I think there are people out there who have a pretty healthy relationship with their dad that still might think that they just might have other issues um and I just want whoever whoever that reads it I want them to know that they are enough and that they matter you know and that if they go through something like rejection that that time will pass and that 
you know, in the end, you know, something special will happen, you know, um, I hope that's what you meant when you asked the question. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as far as what you just said, your response, Cindy, you are so brave to write a book like this and want to help so many people. You're going to help so many people through this. I, I hope so. I really do. I hope so. Well, it takes a lot to put yourself out there, your thoughts and experiences like you're doing. And I, I understand completely. And yeah. so thank you for doing this because it touched me. I, I listen, you have someone read it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There's a <laughs> few people. Yeah. Which is so I loved it. And I love the way she sang the song. Yeah, too. that was one thing. Um my I have a really good friend. We've been friends since the first grade and she's a singer. I'm not a singer. I cannot sing. And when I read her the book, I kind of just chanted through the song and she told me, she said, Now you know you can you can make up or sing to this and it'll be something that everybody will know or hopefully at some point you know yeah okay okay so I you know sat down one day I was thinking to myself this is impossible I'm not going to be able to do this but but it happened and that was a whole nother god wink um and so I came up with the song and so when the girl both girls that read it I had to sing the song you know for them to get it because I do want it to be out there on how I would like for it to be sung of course it really doesn't matter just as long as the kids are hearing the words, you know, and whatever that mom makes of it is what will stick, you know. Right, so right. For me, if you know, whoever hears it, if they want to sing it that way, great. If they don't, they don't have to. Well, I think it's fantastic, and children love a song. They do, they do. I have my favorite story growing up with Miss Susie, and there was she had little songs in there, and to me, they just stick. So that was an inspiration, that little story for that. And I've had several mamas tell me that, oh, so-and-so's been singing the song, you know, days after. So that makes me feel good. I feel like, okay, well, maybe they're getting that in their head that they're special, you know, so. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Okay. What about your illustrator? So I, the, the pictures are beautiful. Thank are you. Beautiful. Well, yeah, in my mind, I had specific, you know, um, ideas which is one of the reasons why I self-publish because you know when you traditionally publish you kind of lose control and um I knew in my mind what I wanted and um kind of went off on that um you know trying to figure out trying to find that person and so Emily is from she's from England but she lives in South Africa and I found her on the internet and we just um she did a great job and we, I think we worked really well together and so funny. We did everything through email. And then as soon as we um, emailed the book to the printing company, we then called and I, we were like, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? I was real intimidated by it. I mean, we just never did it. Um, but she was very, very easy to work with. And she's kind of taken off. She's, she's doing really well. She's doing really well. She had written her own two books written and illustrated before Fiorella. And then there was another couple books she did and some book covers from for some middle grade chapter books and then Fiorella. And since Fiorella, she's, she's still just, she's just putting them out there. So she's That's doing really great. well. That's yeah. great. Okay. So what's next for Fiorella? Well, I have another a story in mind. I've written about two paragraphs. I've just, I've just don't, you know, it just hasn't happened. I know 
how I want it to end and what I want to happen in the middle. So I have to be getting middle end, but it's just a matter of sitting down and getting the word. I just haven't done that. I've been so busy trying to promote this book and trying to market this book that it really has taken up a lot of time. Yeah, I'm so sure. I'm, I'm not sure if I'll have a series per se, but I, I hope to have you know at least three books about Fiorella. And then I have a couple other ideas in mind separate from her well so. whatever you do will be fabulous I'm 100% positive of that so Thanks. I'm excited I can't wait to see what what you do next if Thanks. you had one piece of advice for someone who's considering writing a children's book just one thing Cindy what would you tell them um I would tell them well I googled a lot and I learned so much through the process um just make sure you educate yourself before you write also know that children's books need to be less than a thousand words and that the you know the um pictures do a lot of the talking you know and that every single word counts that was something i read and i think i drove my husband crazy because he read it so many times and i would literally dissect words word hippo was my friend and um because every word counts so you have to, you have to, there were sentences I would spend a week on and I would have to cut it, you know, and you just have to know that that's okay. And to take constructive criticism. So, which can be hard for some, you know, but um, the yeah. main thing is I've, I've just learned so much by Googling and reading every article I could about how to write a children's book, so. Isn't life fun? I love that we can learn all these things and do all these new things. Yes, yes, so thankful. And you know, when I wrote it and ended up having the book in my hand right before my 50th birthday, that was kind of a cool thing. So it's like I reached my goal or did a lifelong dream, you know, with that mile marker age. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us. How can we connect with you? How can we purchase this book? What's the best way? Okay, well, I have a website, which is www.bellchildrensbooks.com. It's also available on Amazon. So if you want to purchase it on Amazon, please leave a review. That would be great, too, because that, that helps a lot with authors. Um, and there's some local stores, but, you know, that's just around here. So mainly the website or Amazon. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I've loved my time with you. Yeah, me too. It was fun. Thanks so much. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF, Facebook at LifeCoachBFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.